What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings, former Decepticons. This is Starscream, and you're listening to Transformation Animation Podcast. Will these infernal setbacks never end? The revolution begins Jazz here, and I'm jiving to this episode of Transformation Animation, featuring Mike Blanchard, Stephen C. Phillips, and Michael Wilson. Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of Transformation Animation Podcast. I'm your host, Steve G. and Mike, and joining me is Steve Megatron. Hello. Hello. And Pecan Court Michael. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going. How are you, Steve? Doing pretty good. What have you been up to? Not much. Okay. Michael, right. what have you been up to? Uh, you know, being the dad, uh, we just got through with Halloween just a few days ago, mm-hmm. and that was exciting. You know, I took the kids out, uh, trick-or-treating. Uh, I got a huge haul of candy, or I should say the kids got a huge haul of candy. Right. And, yeah, I'm just supervising it for them. Kind of, kind of reminds me of that Bill Cosby episode, the Cosby Show episode where the the people... The people that you know, those houses go in the purple bag. The people that you have houses that you don't know, those go in the red bag, and we'll divide it up after we're done. <laughs> it's more like the candy that you like goes in this bag, and the candy that you don't like goes in this bag. And, and this bag goes to the adults. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm pretty good about what I like. and yeah, They're yeah. asleep when I start digging through their bags. <laughs> they don't know. Years from now, they'll go back and hear this and go, he was eating my candy. <laughs> but with any luck now. So so there's that. And that, you know, it's probably my favorite holiday. Um, you know, a lot of people shoot straight for, like, Christmas. But I don't know. I, it's something about Halloween that I like. You just I like the free all. food and dressing up. <laughs> there you go. Like a girl. I don't <laughs> dress up. And I, I, I like, you know... Picking out costumes for the boys. I mean, they they have a lot of costumes in the basement, so they can dress up you know, as an army guy or a fireman or a Darth Vader or whatever they want. 
Batman and, and Robin. They, well, they were Batman and Robin for Halloween. Yeah. yeah very cute. It's just adorable. Um, I have been uh, podcasting as usual, um, getting Jump the Shark off the ground over at uh, This Week in Geek, uh, starting to do some cartoon roundtables over there for them. Uh, for GeekCast Radio Network, we are ever-expanding. Um, uh, starting the music spotlight, getting that off the ground, um, doing this show, uh, Legends of the Dark Knight with Steve, a uh, whole bunch of other stuff, uh, getting ready for the, the, the end-of-the-year type of uh, episode that we'll do eventually, um, You know, getting, re- getting, getting the blog post ready for what's coming in 2012. And I... Forgot to do this last week. I, I had written some notes on Twitter that I never remembered to go back and look at. But last week I had notes for episode fourteen. Uh, the Jet Twins are an experiment with Starscream, just like Protoform X was in Beast Wars. Do it, nice. Steve. Do it, Steve. Do what? Come on, you oh. know. X is down there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, not that part. Just voice part. <laughs> not, 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 yeah. Uh, and, and, and the uh, and, and the second thing was, Warpath said any bot that doesn't want to fight is just as bad as a con. Hello, Mirage, Silverbolt. Uh, who are the other non-fighters in G1? Um, Beachcomber was one of those types that didn't really care to fight. Yeah, see, I didn't understand that to begin with because in this universe you have the elite guard that's kind of like you know the army, navy, yeah. marines, military, the, ones, yeah. the military branch. They're the ones that are doing the fighting, and then everyone else is you know kind of like your rat trap and your tracks and whoever else is just hanging out on the street going to McAdams is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're non-combatants. What? I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm not quite sure where that logic. That's because they like to drink. It might have just been poorly written. I don't know. Well, it is Transformers animated. I don't know. Ah! So, Ooh. Okay. Wow. All right. So I think, without any more further ado, we're going to get into some episodes. That, that was Shockwave. And he's got RC. If he can get those activation codes out of her. Jetfire, Jetstorm, open fire. Take down Omega Supreme. What? You'll blow us up with him. This is why I hate machines. Certain machines more than others. First up today in the final episode review episode is, if that makes any sense, this is why I hate machines. Uh, We all know who's going to have a starring role in this one, don't we? Uh, Ratchet activates Bulkhead's space bridge, which ends up sucking Captain Fanzone into it with Ratchet following him. They both end up on Cybertron around the time Sentinel Prime has declared a lockdown. Omega Supreme has arrived on Cybertron with Megatron's st- uh, Starscream's head and Lugnut. Thus, Shockwave, still possessing Ultra Magnus's hammer, attempts to get Omega Supreme's access codes from RC herself. Oh boy. Alright. Oh boy. In the beginning, I swear. There was light. Uh, no. <laughs> in the beginning when they're when Fanzone is being attacked by the Sumdac security bots I know my hearing is not failing me because I know this sound effect to the point that 
I have it memorized. Anytime I hear it, I know exactly what it is. It's Cheetor's gun sound, damn it. Yep. Yeah. Good call. Um, And, you know, again, I'm sick of the colloquialisms that they're using in this this show. Who can read Bulkhead's penbot ship? Oh, God, shut the fuck up. Seriously. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's one of the major things I have to agree with Kevin on is all of these stupid words. Like, I can understand, like, like if they would use something like Autobotly, like what Mr. Wilson came up with, I could understand <laughs> that. I would like that. But these other asinine things that keep popping up in the show, I I have to agree with Kevin. I think they're retarded i mean i'm i'm to the point where i agree with kevin because you know at first when i first saw the series i was as you know as we've said before i was just watching it to watch it i wasn't watching it to to analyze it at that point but now it's like it's downright annoying yeah well i know that they're going for their own culture they're going for this they're going for that whatever else but still it's like jesus freaking christ Uh, who was it that was complaining about battlestar galactica and their Overuse of the word frack. Frag, that's Kevin. Kevin? Okay, well, alright. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, Kevin, I I said something on Twitter the other day about, was it about YouTube? I don't know. Something that pissed me off. Um, What was it? Christ, now I don't even remember. Frag. But I I used the word frag. He replied to me on Twitter and said, you use that one more time, I will never speak to you ever again. It's like he, you know... He will end a friendship over someone using the word frag. Well, fraggity, frag, frag, frag. No, frag is a different term. Frag is a first-person shooter term used frack. to describe a, a kill. Frack is is a, a colonial for fuck. No, no, no. It's got a I K. Used, I, I, I didn't use frack. I used frag. Yeah, see, used... frag is a different word. Uh, let me pull it. I'm I'm actually I'm going back through my Twitter feed at this very moment. And where is it? Come on. See, frag is is more of a word that uh, Masterson would use. Yeah. Like, as in frag you noobs. I'm going to frag all you noobs. That makes yeah. it sound like Whereas, he's going to frag them dirty. Yeah. <laughs> see, now you wouldn't want to say I'm going to frack you noobs because that would involve you know hinky uh, goings ons with no pants. Yes. Um, God, come on, where is it? All right, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll find that in a second. Never mind. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll find that in a second. Uh, Sue Blue was flare up. That's awesome. Uh huh. Oh, that was flare up. Yep. So I was thinking that was flame war. No, that's flare up. Ah, damn it. Flame war is completely different. Flame war is black. As, red. As, oh God, we do flame not want to get orange. into a flame. Flame war is this or flame war is that debate? Because holy hell, Nitro Streak will come down on us with the fury of a woman <laughs> scorned. She loves that character. But no, that that was flare up, not okay. flame war. You're absolutely right because I own a flare up, but I don't own a flame war. <laughs> so I should have known. Sentinel needs to die. I'm TFG and Mike, and I approve this bullet point. <laughs> I like how he's running a red scare. I just, like, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Join the communist side. You expect him to say better red than dead. You know, <laughs> just right in the middle. It's all fear-mongering propaganda. I'm the polar opposite of a Decepticon, but I endorse their methods. 
uh, tracks. I love tracks. That's awesome. Yeah. That was cool. All, uh, was all the homages to... are so cool. They didn't this. bring uh, Paul Eiding in for that, did they? For tracks? I don't think so. That wasn't Paul wasn't tracks. That was Michael McConaughey. Oh, damn it. You're right. Okay. That, that originally voiced him, but I don't think that was him. Um, Probably not. I was just throwing out their flagrant disuse of original voice actors. Yeah, well. Um, let's see. Uh, Starscream's head is awesome, even more than when it was attached to his body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fort Max set up a perimeter around the Metroplex. Now, I didn't remember, like, I don't even, like, I remember seeing Metroplex earlier when, when, when you mentioned that Ultra Magnus lives in, in Metroplex, but yeah. it wasn't until, it wasn't until this episode when Sentinel says that, uh, set up a perimeter around the Metroplex, that I really got that they put the reference in there. Yeah. Um, and I know Michael will say that, uh, you know, if Fort Max actually fully transformed, he would want a toy. Yeah. <laughs> that toy would never pass the drop test. So. No, not at all. And, you know, they didn't even show all of Fort Max. They just kind of showed the central tower and then the big gun coming out of it. Yep. I mean, it would have been really awesome to see the front of it kind of like they had shown Metroplex in city mode. Uh, tracks in animated is voiced by Townsend Coleman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the 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 blue blood blue blood voice probably isn't all that hard to do <laughs> for a seasoned voice actor, but yes, I uh, wouldn't Sentinel... expect to bring McConaughey back. Yeah, it, w- it would have been, but I mean, for what we got, I mean, for that like one line, ooh, it's organic. You know, for that one line. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> that I don't know. Was, that was Party on, dude. <laughs> That's his um, drunk voice. Shut up. For that one line, it wasn't that bad. Uh, you know, and, and Sentinel with this whole, we must attack now, we must secure our position, blah, 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 blah. He's a fucking dumbass. <laughs> okay. It's Dumas. Dumbass. <laughs> Would you prefer if the, uh, you know, the Autobots chose a more inward-facing you know, stance and kind of eschew all contact with First the outside of all, world? The, the the entire series since season two, since well, honestly, even though we didn't really meet Sentinel until season two, episode one, very first episode when we see him on the Viz screen when. Optimus shows him the cargo hold visual. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll get Ultra Magnus now. Sentinel has always been the character we love to hate, and I know that's why they created him. I'm I'm thankful they did it to him rather than doing it to Rodimus. Um, but it, it's like, the dude isn't listening. Optimus has told him several times at that point that if they attack Omega Supreme, the transwarp energy that he's overabsorbed like a it'll sponge. Explode. Yeah. It'll explode. The the planet will blow up. Hell, the entire galaxy could blow up. I mean, that you know, that's kind of like, you know, you know, SpongeBob blowing up or Patrick <laughs> losing a leg or something like that. I don't know. Uh, Rat Trap. Like, what, 
What is that up in the sky? It's a huge Macy's Day float. <laughs> what are oh, you wait. doing up there, Grandpa? <laughs> so make it supreme. Oh, crap. Oh, yeah, I didn't even... Yeah, you're right. Macy's Day Parade float. Omega that, Supreme. That's what I first thought. He's just this floating... Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anything up in the air. Like, what the hell is that? That would be awesome. <laughs> I don't... Uh, <laughs> it would be awesome, actually. It right next be to awesome. Snoopy. Yeah. Yeah. Omega Supreme meets Snoopy. <laughs> Rat trap. I mean, uh, rattle trap. Rattle trap. Yep. There's one in every town. Yes, yes, there is. Uh, and it's, you know, uh. the plot line about the human being on the robotic planet, planet, planet what the fuck was that? Planet. Planet, planet Janet. Shut up. The, the planet and the, the, the robots fearing him. That's just another way that they used the snot and the booger and the spit. <laughs> the you know, snot. Uh, I mean, you know. Yeah. He's got this huge loogie that just kind of dangles, dangles there. They never actually – I don't know if this is something that's like taboo in the cartoon world or something that you're not supposed to show little kids. But it's like you got the idea that there was this huge loogie hanging off of his face, but they didn't show it. They didn't show him spit it out, and they didn't show him suck it back up. Oh, no, they showed him sucking it back up. They just didn't show it sucking back into his face because in that scene... Oh, they showed it go back up, and then when they showed right, his face, it was gone already. Oh, you're right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for all they know, he could have been hanging, dangling a dirty string. or That's a big thread, too. He's a nasty piece of th- string or something. I mean, yeah. it could have been <laughs> a little tiny ball sack. I'm going to teabag you, Rattletrap. I mean, it could have been anything. Exactly. It could have been anything, but, but I mean, I don't know what... The problem was with showing him actually, you know, spit out a loogie and then suck it back up into his mouth. <laughs> but it seems as if they weren't supposed to show that for some reason. It was in the script, but we can't show it. Yeah. Okay, like, I know they do all kinds of different things in animated, but seriously, how the fuck is Ratchet's windshield a TV screen? <laughs> I was going to write that down, too. <laughs> I thought, you know, that's, that's just too dumb. So that that's how the Autobots watch porn. <laughs> they got a big screen TV back at the plant. Why would they need to watch it on each other's chest? If they're on the go. Oh, oh, I suppose. God, portable porn. Ah, That's what oh. cell phones are for. That's what Bumblebee can... <laughs> you said it, not me. 
that's that's yeah. how Bumblebee can <laughs> play video games on the go. With sorry, what you have porn on your? No, kidding. Yes, that's not that's not my phone. That's a... uh, there sure it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stop getting what you have porn on your phone. Stop Robot. getting serious. Serious, like the radio. No, 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 not, 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 no. Sirius, as in Siri. Siri, oh, oh. <laughs> that would require one to have a, have a smartphone to understand the joke. Here, here's the joke. Here's Michael Wilson's head. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's like, I, I, I have a 4S, and I use Siri all the time, and I, I it didn't, didn't occur to me. It's like, Siri, could you pull up my porn stash for me? Access certainly. Yeah. Wait. Sentinel online. Now loading. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I still I still want a sorry version of Siri. No. This sounds like Tara Strong. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. I'd be like. Would you like yeah. this stuff on the right side or the left side? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sorry. Who's your daddy? You are. Now can we get back to business? <laughs> yes, we can. Um, I, I absolutely love that Jazz has pretty much defe- he's he's still a lead guard. He'll still follow Ultra Magnus, but as far as Sentinel goes, he doesn't give a shit. He wants to be a part of Optimus's crew, and he's a traitor. Know- Take him away. God, fuck Sentinel Prime. <laughs> Off with his head. <laughs> yeah, ain't that yeah. the truth? Sentinel Prime is the queen of arts. Uh, <laughs> Um, but no, I, I really like jazz just like Kevin does. And I wish we had more with him. This is one of the, one of the many reasons why I wish we got a season four, because supposedly jazz was supposed to stay on earth with Optimus's crew. And I just, I, I just love jazz in this series. Yeah. Cause they killed Prowl. So that, that, yeah, that, that, that replaced him There's with a, a spot much cooler... on the team. Yeah. Well, they, they had to, you know, fill the quota. So they put the much cooler character. Yes. Uh, see, what um, would have been cool is season four, Prime becomes Magnus and has to go to Cybertron. Jazz comes to Earth and becomes Jazz Prime. No, that wouldn't happen. They put Sentinel down there. He's already a Prime. Come here, you little oh, bitch. Oh, no, they, they put you're, Sentinel You're my break, second in command now. Knob. Prime, <laughs> Prime would him, lock him up. That's right. Put him right in jail. And, and he'd be like, who's your daddy? I am bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your Magnus? <laughs> Who's your Magnus? You'll get that joke if you uh, check the art for the episode. <laughs> That's funny. Robot Dame in a room explains everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> all um, your answers will be answered in this room. Now, I was actually... <laughs> makes no sense. No, it, it doesn't make any sense. All your answers will be answered. Yes. All your questions will be questioned. Yes, exactly. Sorry. I was when they started fighting when when Ratchet and Shockwave started fighting, uh, and they yeah. ended up in Ultra Magnus's, I guess, uh, hospital room. Yeah. Uh, I was ha- I was hoping, hoping and half expecting Ultra Magnus to wake up and fight Shockwave. When I first saw this episode on TV, I was like, okay, cool. Sh- Ultra Magnus is there. Wait, he doesn't wake. He's just lying there, lifeless. What the hell? Yeah, he's dead, Jim. <laughs> he's not quite dead. He's just out for the count. 
Yeah. And, uh... Oh, no! He got RC! <laughs> I like in the in the end that she's awake and she yep. remembers Ratchet. Yep. And she's looking at Earth and going, Ratchet. Well, because, now, we don't get to this till later until Endgame, um, but she still has her memory. I mean, she still has, a you know, bits and pieces. Like, it hasn't been tampered with yet to the point where... Hello, young bots. I am teaching unit 67858309 RC. RC. You know. 675. Um, yeah. 8675309 <laughs> RC. I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, and then, again, back when the episode first aired on TV, I kid you guys not, at the end of this episode... I fell out of bed when I saw the true colors finally happen. Purple shockwave. And Mike pissed himself and the world rejoiced. Fuck you. No, thank you. I've had better offers. Uh, Okay, so what do you have for This Is Why I Hate Machines, Steve? This Is Why I Hate Machines. There, the title. Um, There you go. uh, I liked all the, the the nice references to all the previous uh, generation of Transformers, uh, whether it be history, locations, uh, brief views of Autobots that either A, never got real time or at any time, and still didn't this time, but they just got a, you know, brief one-liner or something, uh, enough to uh, appease fans. Uh the rat trap, the rattle trap, that's just kind of piss poor hit at rat trap. I mean, I I, I see that they they tried, they, they tried, but they failed epically. They should have just <laughs> well, stuck mean, with for, the for the one scene again for the one scene you know that he was in. It wasn't like you know Energon bad. <laughs> it's. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I, yeah, they they honestly should have just stopped while they were ahead. And I, I wish they would have gotten Scott McNeil just like you guys do, but, <laughs> and again, I, I don't get why they, like, I, I know, you know, certain productions only have a certain amount of budget and a certain amount of things to go after certain voice actors, but they just gave the voice to Tom Kenny. Now, don't get me wrong, I love Tom Kenny, he's an awesome voice actor, but... That's it's, what they did with all of McNeil's stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah. We need someone to do that New York accent. Tom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I would have preferred to have seen McNeil reprise his roles. Uh, but, you know, alas, that didn't happen. Uh, it's yeah. too bad that they didn't see Scott McNeil as a celebrity voice. In the same way that they saw Fred Willard or Weird Al. Yeah. I know. He's, like, awesome. Well, I mean, and again, as I've said before in the podcast, it could have been that maybe he was busy, maybe he maybe he denounced Transformers after after Beast Wars. We no, not this no, guy. No, he didn't. Are you, are you shitting me? Did, 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 <laughs> McNeil was in, in Beast Machines. He was in Armada. He was in Energon. He was in Cybertron. Okay. They just didn't ask him back for animated. Yeah. Well, the guy has been pretty busy, though. Um, looking at his credits on IMDb. 
Oh, uh, Dead Rising Two, Care Bears, Max Steel versus Toxic Legion, Sanctuary, Warhammer Forty Thousand, uh, Dawn of War Two, uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. He's uncredited, but he's in it. Uh, Johnny Test as Mr. White. Um, his latest thing uh, is Hiccups, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> no idea. But you, it, but the thing is weird. though, this is a small part. This is maybe half an hour worth of taping that he could do in his home studio or wherever he is, and then they would just send the MP3 file over to whoever. It, it yeah. would I mean, even in even in 2008, this was doable. Yeah, you're right. It was just it was just shenanigans and complete bullshit that they didn't have uh, him do it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one thing to say, hey, you know, it would be really cool. Is let's have a rat trap cameo. You know, we can't call him Rat Trap, but it's Rat Trap. And and not make an attempt, you know, to, you know, complete the pass, if you will. Well, the Rattle Trap name is, it's too It's the reference. Japanese version of Rat Trap, I know. Right. What was the other reference? You said two. Well, Rat Trap in Beast Wars. Well, there's, oh. there's also, an, I believe, another, like, G1 or G2 character called Rattle Trap 2. Really? I think. I'm not 100%, so don't quote me on it, but I want to say that there is. Uh, Rattletrap was among the crowd welcoming. Rattletrap apparently gave it to him like a supreme. Uh, Rattletrap's name was not spoken in the episode which he appeared. It was listed in the end credits. Rattletrap is an homage to Rattrap from Beast Wars, specifically... His Dawn of Futures past Cybertronian form. However, he is much more willing to work with the enemy than the original was. Well, most of the time. Uh, comes off as a portmanteau of Rat Trap's American name and his Japanese name. So, well, his uh, Japanese name was, I believe, Rattle Trap. Yes. Oh uh, no, no I'm was, sorry. It was Rattle. It was Rattle. Duh. So Rattle and Rat Trap. That yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind it. Um, you know, it's it's a cool. All of the cameos in this series are cool. I don't I don't have an issue with any of the cameos that they've ever done. Um, so, did you spot Powerglide in this one? No, thank God. Oh, uh, he okay. was. Ca- oh, okay, I take it back. That's one cameo I have an issue with. Uh, well, Powerglide. <laughs> I hate Powerglide. Seriously. I like him <laughs> Oh, his I like, his I like appearance Power. looks even better in animated. Who? Power Glide. Well, you kind of saw him from the side view. Where he well, had, there's a front there's... picture of him on Wiki. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, Maybe in the crowd that... scene, he was sideways, and the way his wings fold up and form his shoulders, he has like these. It's like Optimus surfboards on either side of his head. It's kind of weird looking. But it's like Optimal Optimus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy that for a dollar. It's like on top of his shoulders and not on the side of his head. Yeah. They're farther out, you know, kind of like wings as opposed to surfboard shoulders. Overall, it wasn't a bad episode. I mean, there were plenty of nice moments in it and homages and uh, uh, opportunities to hate Sentinel even more. Uh, Right. But, you know, it's it's pretty much just a lead up to the last uh, two episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the question becomes, where is everybody? I mean, in the beginning, you've got Ratchet babysitting the uh, the, the space bridge. 
And they say, well, Bulkhead's gone, but they don't say where he is. He's busy pantsing the constructor cons. Maybe they're all back at the at the plant getting drunk off oil. Okay, that's entirely possible. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. And, and, and I mean, you, you didn't really need the rest of the team. This was a ratchet fan zone jazz team up that you you know yeah you know they're on Cybertron. Obviously, you're going to have the Cybertronian characters, whether they be the cameos, whether it be Sentinel or or, or the Elite Guard or or the Council or you know whatever. So I mean, you didn't really need the rest of. What, with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, what the hell could they have done? And, and, and I think a cutaway gag to say, oh, you know, meanwhile, back on Earth... <laughs> you know, Bumble, Bumblebee's playing, you know, Snake Eyes versus yeah. Torque Three, and Bulkhead's <laughs> off squeaking like a baby toy, and Prowl's off getting in touch with his processor over matter. You know, I mean, I think if you had like a cutaway scene of that, kind of like what we mentioned in um, in the season one finale about the Dinobots, about them going to Dinobot Island, it was a useless scene, and I'm glad that they didn't have any useless scenes in this episode. Yeah, no, I I agree to a certain extent. It's just kind of strange that there's no Prime, there's no Bulkhead, there's no Bumblebee. Uh, everyone's just kind of out taking a hike. Maybe the voice actors just kind of, you know, said, screw it, off. we're going to Vegas. There you go. <laughs> uh, what else for This Is Why I Hate Machines? Anything, Michael? Uh, I, I liked... At the end, you got Megatron kind of purposefully goading uh, Lugnut. Oh, yeah. Yep. Shockwave turns purple, and Megatron says, Ah, oh, my most loyal servant. And Lugnut about drops a brick. Oh, he drops a brick in the next episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, this is just the beginning of the rivalry. Yes. But, but the question becomes did Megatron do this on purpose? knowing what was going to happen later on in the next two episodes. Well, this Megatron, for the most part, the entire series, he's always had a, had a purpose and a plan behind his actions. So I would say so, yes. Yeah, I mean, they don't actually come out and say it. No. He doesn't come out and say, yeah, i got to get these two riled at each other. So that just at the right moment, the big dumb one will, uh, well, I don't want to give anything away, but, you know, the, the, the things will work out exactly how I plan. Yeah. Um, and then there's a small scene where Ratchet or Ratchet where Ratchet flies. Does he? Well, he he kind of gets knocked down 
by uh, Shockwave in that fight scene, and Shockwave runs away, and then you've got Ratchet. He's been knocked uh, into like a pit or whatever, and Fanzer goes, "Are you okay?" And he starts levitating. Oh, no, he's not flying. He's he, using his his magnets to to lift himself. Yeah, but that's not fly- that's not flying. He doesn't have a jetpack. He doesn't have the Magnus hammer. I swear to God, anyone can fly with the Magnus hammer. You will believe a ratchet can fly. <laughs> that was just about the same time where he says, "I'm getting too old for this shit." You know, <laughs> which I mean, a lot of good lines out of Ratchet on this episode. Mm-hmm. It's a good Ratchet episode, but again, he's the only one in the episode, so it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you have to throw all the good lines to either Ratchet or Fanzone. Um, I like, I, I like Fanzone's line. Uh, this is why I hate machines some more than others. <laughs> <laughs> I still think we need to go back and, you know, pull out all all the clips from where Fanzone says, "This is why I hate machines." Oh, that it, would take forever. In retrospect, it's probably about twenty. Uh, yeah. It's too bad there's not a site out there that, you know, has all of the scripts written down so you could just, like, do a search for hate machines, find all the instances, and then go back and grab them. Because, I mean, to my knowledge, no one's done that before. Nope. Um, Anything else for This Is Why We Hate Machines? Nah. Nah. All right, we are moving on. We need those codes to control Omega Supreme. And if any bot can access them, it is you, my ever-loyal shockwave. Uh-oh. Looks like Megatron has a new favorite. And I'll give you a hint. It ain't you. What about me, Master? Have I not served you loyally? That's a very good question, young bot. Only the Allspark knows for sure. While you were fawning at Megatron's feet... I risked Spark and Servo as a double agent on Cybertron. Cybertron is our home planet. We must protect it from the growing Decepticon menace. Menace. Decepticon. Can't you shut her up? She makes Blitzwing sound like he's got his head screwed on straight. And finally, we come to the end of Transformers Animated with the Endgame two-parter. In part one, the Autobots discover Omega Supreme's energy signal on the moon. Ratchet insists on going there right away to save him, uh, but Prime refuses, knowing that they are too weak to fight Megatron. Ratchet, Sari, and Professor Sumdak build a f- build flight boosters for Optimus to even the chances. My um, first note, because I was I was all over the place really on this one, and I don't I don't even have that many notes. I mean, this episode was so great. I just don't have. I just started watching it for enjoyment. A bunch of backstories. I mean, we get Prowl's backstory. We get Optimus's backstory. We get slightly more of RC and Ratchet's backstory a little bit. But it's finally nice to see why Optimus washed out. And it was because of that whole organic planet ordeal. Planet, Schmanet, Janet. Shut up. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I agree. I liked that uh, they actually went back. And and you know that this happened. You know that that's why Sentinel has been pissed at Prime all these years. You know that that's how Black Arachnia became Black Arachnia, or I should say how Alita 1 became Black Arachnia. Yeah. And and that incident has had these far-reaching consequences throughout the whole series. And now at the end, 
you finally find out, well, that is how he ended up washing out. I mean, he was lucky he even got to be a prime. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a lot of other flashback scenes here that they basically showed how the entire team came together, how how they yep. met, how each of them met each other. Yep. And, and it we was find just them. enjoyable. It was I was yeah. it's kind of sad that that they actually I was about to say is that the second the second episode that happens in or is it this episode? What? No, I think it's this one. Yeah, where they it was this episode where they show how everybody met. Yeah. And it was just yeah, I like that. I th- I thought that was it was sad that, that they had to kind of shoehorn this in at the end rather than give an entire episode to it later on. Right, yeah. Um, and I like how they... And we kind of get an answer to where, where Prowl was. I mean, he was... I would assume after failing to protect the, the protoforms... That's right. He failed to protect the protoforms and then he went on his vision quest. So... But that still doesn't make any sense, though, mm. because if if he failed, he 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 specifically says in this episode, "I failed to protect the protoforms, and now I'm here with a bunch of maintenance bots." And he doesn't seem like the prowl that we see in the first season, because I don't know. Somehow it's in between the time he failed to protect the protoforms to the time that Yokitron died. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly where Prowl's story fits in here. No, I think Prowl. You know, when when he first met Yokitron, he was this young and he was almost like a Bumblebee character. Yeah. And then he kind of shaped up, but he was still, uh, you know, I don't want to say snobby, but kind of full of himself. Like, well, I'm a cyber ninja, and you're shit, you know. And that's pretty much how he started off in the first season. Yeah. Where, well, I clearly know better than you do because, hey, I'm a cyber ninja. And over the course of, uh, I wouldn't say season one, but over the course of definitely season two, he uh, he kind of matures. Right. And you find that, you know, it's it's the, it's not the parts that make the bots, it's the bots that make the parts. And he learns these lessons until finally he, you know, he, he reaches that point where you know, he's a team player and... Well, I don't want to give too much away, but you know he comes full circle from where you first right. met no, him. He, no, he does, but the problem I have with this flashback is this is from pretty much the same scene with them on the rocks in Transform and Rollout. This is a scene that we had never seen, though, before, because in the, in the, in the premiere episode, Optimus is like, where is Prowl? And he just shows up out of nowhere, basically saying that this scene that happened now had already happened. They just didn't show it to us. Well, right. I mean, this is where they met. They had already met and been uh, been together, yeah. I'm assuming, for a while. Not long while, but for a while in, in the first season. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of got the impression that Prowl wasn't really a part of this team. Yeah. Just by the way he was acting, because, I mean, the, well, the whole team kind of acted as if they weren't really a part of that team, <laughs> because, you know, they're, they're like, well, you know, Prime's the leader, but we really can't work together very well at all. And it took them a while to work as a team. I mean, that was kind of that was kind of season one shaping up. Right. And it, they were just lucky that they were able to hone their skills against human villains as opposed to, you know, other, other Cybertronians or Decepticons. But no, I, I think that this flashback 
again, it's the first time they met Prowl, probably within a few years of, of uh, the first episode. But, yeah. you know, he, he fails to you know, protect the protoforms. He leaves Cybertron to continue his vision quest. Because, you know, clearly he didn't, he didn't you know, finish the vision quest. He went back to Yoka trying to tell him he had failed. Right, yeah. So what, is it, what else has he had to do? Well, I guess I'll just, you know, continue. Yeah. Thank God Sentinel isn't in this episode. And that's surprising. Uh, thank God. <laughs> well, you know, we got the other characters back in, so we got to yeah, shove some right. out. No prowl or no, no Jazz. No, uh, no Sentinel. Well, Jazz, well, no, Jazz, well, yeah, no, Jazz was in it. I mean, they, they were in it in, the, in in Optimus's flashback, but they weren't, like, in it in the current timeline of right. Sentinel being the complete and utter fucking douchebag that he is. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, Starscream has expectations that are abruptly shattered. <laughs> Along with his crotch. <laughs> yeah. Along with his entire freaking body. It looked like, well, you know, his upper torso was intact. It was just his legs that were blown off. So I'm thinking, he shot him right in the dick. (laughs) It blew his legs clean off. (laughs) If you're going to shoot somebody, you know, and you're really pissed at him, (laughs) I suppose that's where you do it. Yeah. And, of course, because I I guess I'm the only one that remembers this, and I don't think I've ever even read this piece of of, of Transformers literature. Um, I I think it was just a poster, actually. Uh, I always make the Shattered Expectations uh, reference when I can in reference to the BotCon 2008 teaser for Shattered Glass was Shattered Expectations. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no no matter nuts. what people expected out of that, everybody ended up happy. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Lugnut Supreme, what the fuck? Uh, you oh. know, we need a Supreme class Omega Lugnut toy. Oh uh, no, we don't. Yeah, you know, because if, then it, they would have to give you your Omega Supreme toy. That's where they start. They start with a Supreme class Omega Supreme, and then they follow it up with a purple repaint. Right with the uh, with the stripes around his arms, they don't necessarily have to give him a new head. Just you know, paint a lug nut face on there, or 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 paint a Starscream face on there, or a Megatron face, or a Prowl face, or wait, let's make it a triple changer face where it whirls around like Blitzwing. Yeah. Speaking of Blitzwing, <laughs> just make his face the a fuck sticker. Is Blitzwing. He they mentioned him here briefly, didn't they? They mentioned him. Well, I mean, Me- Me- Megatron says, "Can't you shut her up? She's." You know, you know she sound, You know, Blitzwing sounds like he's got her his head screwed on straight compared to her. <laughs> I mean, but the, but but that's what I'm saying. What, you know, in, in all this time, and I know you have to go with your main characters. Obviously, Lugnut, Shockwave, Shockwave almost took the place of Blitzwing, which I don't. You know, don't. I'd rather have you know Blitzwing and, and Shockwave rather than Lugnut. But what, what, I mean, they, they don't really explain where the fuck he is. I mean, is he offline somewhere? Is is he with the Constructicons guzzling down oil? I mean, where is he? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and my final note was just something that Ratchet said. Yeah. Oh. What? Didn't he get captured? Let's wait. Oh, that's right. He's in the stop. No, wait. They escaped. No, I think uh, Lugnut right. escaped. 
Lugna ended up bumping into Omega Supreme. That, yeah, that's because of the trans warp. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, no. Think, I think Blitzwing might have been captured. Right, but I wasn't sure, because I, I know he got free last episode. Uh, in the um, in the Superman freezing chamber episode, uh, they, they, they were free. Uh, but I think he might have gotten recaptured. So, yeah, that's where he is. He's sitting in jail. Okay. Oh, yeah, along with uh, the uh, the sycophant and the... Yeah, Swindle and... Well, no, Swindle got away. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, yeah, he I don't in... remember. <laughs> this was only a week ago. <laughs> yeah, oh, so it, Swindle, Swindle got... I was happy to see Swindle get away. I was like, woohoo, you know. And then Lugnut got away. But he he ran into Megatron, but it was the uh, the liar and the suck up, the clones. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah, that's... along yeah, so along with Blitzwing, so that's where they are. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It still doesn't explain... Uh, I want to say, so let's explain where Bulkhead was in the last episode, but but he's back in this episode. Yeah. And then my final note was, uh, like I said, just something Ratchet said, yeah, definitely going to need that hammer. (laughs) It's hammer time. (laughs) Hammer. (laughs) How you doing? Hammer, hammer, hammer. (laughs) Steve, what did you have for part one of Endgame? Hmm, part one. Stop. Hammer time. I like the fact that Prime gets his almost... uh, trying to think of that Autobot's name. Uh, Wingblade? Yeah, he gets that that feature added on to him. Wingblademus Prime? Yes, Wingblade Prime. I like in the beginning, Ratchet looks like he's building uh, a G1 Jetfire backpack. Yeah. It looks like G1 Jetfire's uh, rocket boosters. It's very Bandai. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I like that feature. Uh, I like the fact that Starscream gets shattered. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He still can't die yet, though. No. No, no, hold on. Uh, Yeah, we'll save that for later. Yeah, you see Starscream Um, crawling on the ground going, I have plans! (laughs) I, I like the fact that they're like that that Optimus finally has to grab the Magnus hammer. Yeah. But you don't know what he's gonna do with it. And then you've got giant versions of Lugnut. Omega Lugnut. Lugnut Supreme. Omega Nut. <laughs> Unlock the Omega Nut. Wow. Um 
<laughs> my only, I, I, I think it's this episode. My only real complaint, and I'm just thinking of this as Steve's going along here, but only real complaint is there isn't a good quality version anywhere, even in, even in the original TV airing because of the jetpack sound. There isn't a good quality version of excellent, yes, because they specifically asked David to do that as Optimus. Yeah, in his first flight. Yeah, Uh, he's channeling his inner Megatron. His inner Megatron. Yes. Too bad he didn't go. Excellent. Yes. (laughs) I mean, excellent. Yes. Well, it had to be an Optimus's voice because it's Optimus. It's not Megatron. But he so, could have done it been Megatron like... to begin with, and then went, yeah. you know, like I like I said. Oh wait, I mean, excellent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? It was me, Joe Convoy. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Joe Convoy. <laughs> uh... I'll be back. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, what I else for part one, Steve? Back. I will kill you. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I like the episode overall. I just... I, I wish there would have been another season to see how far they would have actually taken this. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, Michael, what about you? Uh, I, I like in the beginning how uh, Lugnut and Shockwave are arguing over who's the better minion. Yeah. <laughs> and he has Sarah Scream, he's kind of egging him on. He's <laughs> like, are you going to take that shit from him? Oh, yeah. no, he didn't. You know, he's just ahead. You know? yeah. yeah. He's ahead of his time. Uh, and um, can, can you imagine if we had Transformers animated versions of uh, Gru's Minions? Banana. But... <laughs> The minions from Despicable Me. Oh yeah, that would That's be a... so awesome. You know, they kind of look nuts. They the, kind of animated already. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they should have been the Lugnut Supremes. <laughs> that would be awesome. They would have just poked the Autobots or sat on and went. <laughs> God, that was creepy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. What else, Michael? Channeling his inner minion. Yes. Um, I, I know you mentioned this earlier uh, amongst ourselves, but uh, one of the coolest scenes here is uh, Starscream is trying to get Megatron to tell him what what the plan is for the Protoforms. You know, seeing as though he already destroyed all of his all of his uh, other clones, or his Starscream clones, and you know he says, "Well, are you going to clone yourself?" And he goes, "Bigger," <laughs> and he says, "You're not going to clone, you know, Lugnut out there," and he's like bigger and lug nut falls over and shockwave actually laughs at him which i thought was funny because it's shockwave. Yeah. Hee hee. you know it, you know by all by all means should not have a sense of humor but he's like hee hee. Yeah. so he says uh bigger <laughs> he's like well what are you talking about and he looks over at omega supreme and he's like oh yeah oh. okay and at this point he's already got you know giant purple omega supreme skeletons built on either side of him yep in the background, so if you look, you can see it. And it's like, well, you know, I realize you're short, you know, but, you know, but you, can't you see out the window and see what's going on here? Let's just smell what the Megs is cooking. Oh, God. 
<laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> wow. Bigger. That's funny. Or bigger. I can't really do a Megatron. I'm not. I don't do voices. Oh. Yeah. Um. As I predicted, the processor over matter has become the new Sari's key. Yes. It's like, well, I really don't know how we're going to manage this. Well, I know. We'll do process over matter. And and uh, it's funny because you've got uh, Prowl, you know, kind of in his lotus position, you know, meditating. <laughs> and it's like the allspark. It's in the tree, the rock. It flows around us and binds us together. You're all supposed to applaud my Star Wars reference there. Come on, guys. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, Let it flow, Prowl. <laughs> oh, anyway, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but uh, eventually you get Jazz in on it too, and they're both doing the process of horror over matter. <sighs> um, Prime's first flight reminds me of that scene in Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where he's trying to figure out how to fly and messing up yep. horribly and, and landing on his Ferrari. Prime, yeah. Prime totally should have landed on a Ferrari. Uh, that's right. On the other hand, they did show Slipstream. Yes. Just for a moment. Just long enough for her to go, what the hell? See ya! <laughs> and, but it was nice to see her again. She's still out and about. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, that's pretty much all I got for, for part one. <clears throat> I was going to say, now that we're, we're starting to talk about people that we're missing, in part two, Megatron lands on what's left of Dinobot Island, and yet we never see the Dinobots. And I'm assuming Black Arachne is still there, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming she is as well. And it, that's what, what kind of pisses me off about this, this final episode. We see Megatron landing there on Dinobot Island with the yeah. Lugnut Supreme clones. Crescent Moon Island now. Yeah, exactly. A goodly chunk. Oh no, I'm wrong. A goodly chunk of that island was teleported away with Black Arachnia on it. Right. And we don't know where she is. Right. It's, it's possible the, the Dinobots are on that too. Yeah. Well, maybe the Dinobots went to the Beast Wars too. Maybe the Dinobots are on some other part of the Crescent, but they right, didn't but show up. It would have been nice to see them. I, I'm spot. assuming that they're still on Dinobot Island. But my my biggest problem with this uh, this you know part one is. And really, it's the biggest problem for the entire series is they give the Dinobots complete and utter shit. There's well, no char- There's no character development for them. They show up, for Grimlock specifically, shows up for like five seconds every three or four episodes, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only, the only fun part with Grimlock was when he, you know, Black Arachnia forced him to team up with Optimus. That was the only real fun part with Grimlock. Other than that, they're basically throwaway characters here. I mean, granted, I know you know Simon Furman wasn't you know throwing around his Grimlock dick in this series, but still, it's like you know, I mean, do something Honestly, with I, them. I complain about them not showing up here in particular because hey, we're trying to wrap up all the loose ends. I mean, it was the same thing in the last season finale where it was like, where are they? You know, they showed up in the first season finale to no effect. The second one, they they glossed over them. The third one, they glossed over them. But here, it's more important because we're not coming back. Yeah. There's not going to be another chance to, to see them again. So it's like, I mean, not knowing that ahead of time, sure, maybe it was easy to gloss over them. But here, it's like, you know, it would have been nice for Megatron to land on the island and 
Grimlock to stick his head up and go, get off my island, and Megatron shoot him a look, and he'll be like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> kind of wander back into the woods. It would have been worthless, but it would have been nice seeing as though this is the end of the series. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, what the hell? Uh, well, it's it's sad that it's all coming to an end anyway. And with that, with that let's move on to the last gonna... episode. Yeah, end game part two. The three Lugnut Supremes touch down on Earth and launch a full scale assault on Detroit. While Optimus Prime and Prowl fight the Lugnut Supremes and take one down, Ratchet, Bulkhead, Bumblebee, and Sari head to the moon to rescue RC and reactivate Omega Supreme. Starscream then takes over the remaining two Supreme clones and initiates their self-destruction. Prowl begins to gather the AllSpark fragments to block the explosion, including Starscream's fragment, killing Starscream for good. Uh, Failing to gather enough, Prowl sacrifices his spark and makes an all-spark force field that surrounds the last self-destructing Starscream Supreme. Megatron attacks one last time, but is defeated and arrested by Optimus. The Autobots have won, captured Megatron, Shockwave, Lugnut, and returned to Cybertron with Prowl's body and several rescued protoforms that Master Yokotron died protecting. Uh, Again, so much action in this. It's so awesome. Uh, the shockwave battle was great uh, with, I mean, it's mainly for, the reason why it was great was because it's it's shockwave kicking the Autobots' afts. I mean, it really is. Uh, Bumblebee and Bulkhead are like, oh, we'll, we'll handle shockwave. You fuck nuts. You can't handle anything. You can't <laughs> handle a pepperoni pizza. That's right. Uh, the clone. <laughs> Did somebody order extra sausage? Wow. That's Sorry. how they like it. The Clone Supreme battle I really liked. Uh, we finally get... I mean, we kind of got it in Transform and Rollout on, on aboard Omega Supreme, but we finally get an, an, an open-world battle with Optimus and Megatron. Um, and, of course, my name is Optimus Prime! <laughs> <laughs> well, so you can remember my name. Yeah, so you can remember my name. Um, uh, sorry... So okay, sorry. She goes from the key holder. She goes from being uh, the the key master. You know where where where's <laughs> the key where's master. the gatekeeper when you really need it? Uh, but you know she goes from that to being a Cybertronian telepath. What the fuck? I think Twilight I like zone. this. Yeah, I know. I like this better. I mean, I think after oh, a while yeah. you get sick of the key coming to the rescue every episode. And right. here it's just, you know, it's not so much coming to the rescue. That, that's the processor over matter. But here she's just, she's finding a use for herself. Because yes. otherwise she kind of lacks a use. Otherwise she useless. Uh, uh, uh. R- RC gets her memory back, so yay for that. Processor over matter to reconstitute the AllSpark. Seriously? I I love Jazz. I I love Jazz as a ninja bot, but this is uh, the dumbest thing in the world. It just is. Should they have killed Jazz? No. No? Okay, what I don't understand is that we're gathering up all of the AllSpark fragments (laughs) on the planet using the processor over matter, but they're skipping the three biggest chunks 
Now, where are they? Uh, they're in the Lugnut. Oh, that's right. They're, they're in the Lugnut Supreme. Yeah. Each one has a, has a, a huge chunk of the Allspark in it. Now, they managed to rip the, the tiny little fragment that was in Starscream, keeping him alive. Yeah. But not uh, not the, the larger pieces that are in the Lugnut Supremes. And also, I might not, I might add, not out of the, uh, I want to say out of the Dinobots and or Slipstream. I'd like to assume that she's still floating around somewhere. Yeah. Omega is back. That was awesome when he, when they finally got the, the codes back on him and, and he just came in and kicked some ass. Uh, yay, Lugnut lost control. Lugnut? Oh, oh, yeah. When Omega comes back. Yeah, I was gonna say the the Omega versus Omega battle in Detroit looks a lot like a Godzilla movie. Oh yeah, he's literally Godzilla. just picking them up. Godzilla! Yeah, he's picking them up and just throwing him into buildings, and it was really cool. For those who like Godzilla. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kojira! Look, he's Godzilla. No, it's a reasonable facsimile due to copyright laws. We can't say Godzilla. <laughs> I forget what movie that's from. Uh, Starscream gets his spark shard ripped right the fuck out of his head. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think they killed a lot of people yeah. <laughs> in this episode. They did. They did. Well, maybe not a lot, but more than I would have expected. I certainly wouldn't have expected Starscream to die. That no. was pretty rough. Well, he certainly doesn't have a mutant indestructible spark. Well, or he's <laughs> not, not a time. ghost. Yeah, not this time. Well, it would have been cool if Starscream's ghost. Uh, there's a Prowl's ghost. Huh? There's Prowl's ghost. No. In the well, we might be getting ahead of ourselves here, but. Uh, in the end, Prowl sacrifices himself right. and, and dies. Right. And at uh, the, I want to say there there's a there is a force field around the final Lugnut clone. At this point, a Starscream Supreme, right? Right. And he's about to explode, and Prime and Megatron are stuck inside that force field. So when this thing blows, they they've both had it, right? Right. And suddenly, something appears behind Prime. Oh, see, I wonder how the fuck he got out of there. And teleports them both out. I wonder like, how the fuck he got out of there. You gotta, you gotta look really closely, and it's like, is that Prowl? Prowl's it, it had, dead. It had to have been. Yeah, because there's only wow. one. Because I, I, I was like, because I was watching it earlier today, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Optimus yeah. doesn't have teleport powers. Well, something rescued Prowl. Well, no, he's got that, doesn't he? No, not to- Pr- Prowl's got that. Yeah. But Prowl's dead, so it's like the ghost of Prowl. Yep. I'd like to think there's a ghost of Starscream out there, too. 
No, not in this series. He's dead. He's deader than dead. Uh, Ghost of Starscream would rule. But, you know, he hits the ground, and my first thought was, okay, he's no longer indestructible. He he can die now, but he's still alive, right? No. No, he's, he's dead. Gray, Gray he's... is dead. Yeah. yeah, Gray is dead. I Yeah, I was... I was... <sighs> I don't know, he's dead for good, and I kind of felt bad about that, but then we get that little glimmer of hope with the with the Prowl's ghost. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then, you know, Optimus raising the hammer to strike the final blow, and of course he misses by two inches. That would be the easy way out, Megatron. You don't deserve it. I and then we immediately... I mean, there's just, no yeah. transition from that scene to the next... I mean, there, there isn't a fade. There isn't... It's just a complete hard jump cut. I was like, wow, really? And then we get them and all the the captives coming off the ship. And what does Optimus have around his neck? Lo and behold, the biggest MacGuffin in Transformers history, the Matrix of Leadership. The motherfucking Matrix. I didn't even notice that. He had the Matrix, or was it just the... Are no, you, you seriously did not notice that? I, I, You know, I saw the huge hammer. I didn't see the Matrix of Leadership. I'll have to go back and look. Actually, no, it's, you it's on the you wiki. The picture. Yeah, well, he sent us a picture, too. I'll have to go back and look at the picture. But, yeah, I can't believe I missed that. Let me, let me go back and peek. Here, hold on. I got it. What do you got for this episode, Steve? Um, I love the fact that they actually kill a bunch of people off. Yes, yes they do. Just because I don't care for them anymore. <laughs> um, it's a kid's show, though. I'm really surprised that... Uh, they've been killing oh. people off in shows for years. There it is. He does have the Matrix around his neck. That is awesome. Yep. So he, not only does he have the Magnus <laughs> Hammer, but he has the Matrix. Can you imagine a season four... I'm I'm really surprised he doesn't just you know look right at Sentinel and says take it motherfucker I dare you can <laughs> we get it but he's, he's got like, uh, uh, he's got I'm Megatron right behind bitch. him he's got Megatron's what he's got Megatron right behind him and he's kind of you know on he's kind of tied to a to a gurney almost well yeah he has to be tied to a gurney because he's he's got um he's got ropes around, around his legs too yeah I'm surprised he didn't have like the Hannibal Lecter mask around his face. That would have been the Optimus isn't up. Sentinel. <laughs> That's true. They all, all the other ones had the Hannibal Lecter mask. Yeah. Now I think at the end. Well, first of all, huge epic ending. It was awesome. Omega Supreme transforms and the crowd goes nuts. That was that was cool. But give us some closure. You know, Prime should be able to keep the hammer. We should have Optimus Magnus. That just uh, that's uh... you know. Give us two more seconds of footage. Have Sentinel kneel in front of Prime and say, "My leash," you know, or something. That, that will never uh, happen. Give us that. No, Steve. Do you have any? What else did you want to say about this one? Uh, I'm glad it's the end. Oh, stop! Are you glad I... because it ended so well, or uh, are you just it, glad you're I... sick of both? Oh. <laughs> it's a good day to end the series, right? It's a good day to die. Transformers. <laughs> you know, the other thing, I just now noticed this, looking at the image of, of them carrying Prowl's coffin and Megatron and Optimus with the Matrix and the hammer. Yeah. It, if you look over to the bottom left, there's Sorry floating in the background. 
And it reminds me of the Transformers the movie theatrical poster where you have Ultra Magnus looking up at Unicron with his blaster. And in the background, you have Galvatron coming in with the Decepticons. You have Hot Rod. And B- I don't know. It, it's one of those foreground background shots where it's like, hmm, I never noticed that before. I didn't notice Lugnut back there, to be honest. I, I was just wondering, who's got yeah, those Lugnut's huge stasis there. cuffs? What are those? And no, it's Lugnut back there. Yeah, it's Lugnut. This Lugnut is just an awesome picture. Movie. Yeah, it is. This is yeah, this is just epic. Yep. So awesome. So very, very awesome. What else did you have for so are you are you done, Steve? Do you not want to talk anymore? No, I don't. <laughs> I hate it at all. I hate it every second. No, I didn't hate it. I, I, I hate awesome it. things and homages and precedents and No. <laughs> I, I, I like those aspects of the show. I just I'm tired of Transformers animated, honestly. <laughs> I could settle for another season. Okay. I c- but, if they were to have done another season, I I can't deny I would like it. Like just because <laughs> I hated it all except for that fourth season that never happened. <laughs> no, it would well, have been cool. There's yeah, a lot of well, potential here. They left, they, left, they left this this season finale with you actually wanting to see more. Oh yes. yeah. So yeah. I I definitely would have been stoked to see what they would have done in season four considering all the decepticons are captured and prime has the magnus hammer and the matrix the the only thing that really didn't that the only cons that really didn't get captured is whoever else is left out there in the galaxy outside of team char i mean team char never got captured Oh, they never mentioned them. And I'd want to see uh, Rodimus Prime or Rodimus Major, or whatever, become uh, Prime's second in command. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I will say that you know something that does tie into this is this year's uh, 2011 Botcon comic because you have that scene with the. And again, the protoform stasis pods are just like, you know, scattered all over the ground. But you have the scene with Megatron, with Optimus, with the Matrix, Lugnut, Shockwave, um, you know, Bulkhead, and, and Jazz, and, and Ratchet. Uh, and then, of course, it goes into what the story of, of, of the comic is. But at the end, oops, that's the, that's the credits page. Where the hell is the last page of this damn comic? At the end of this uh, comic, you have Team Char coming after uh, Megatron, and you know, coming to release Megatron and the Stunicons and all that. So, I mean, they, they they did kind of continue it in in comic form. It would be great if it was animated, it, you know, a- animation wise. But um, overall, I you know, I guess I'm happy with what we have. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, everybody wanted a season four. Everybody did, um, but it just didn't happen. And In other I words, like the, fuck you, Hasbro. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's um, more like fuck you, Cartoon Network, and your live action bullshit. Well, you have to understand. At the time, the the sequel to the movie was kicking in, and. Worst sequel ever. It was the worst sequel ever, but it sold an ass load of toys and made an ass load of money. And, is, and that a, first, is that a new measurement? An ass load? It's, it's uh, the volume of toys that you can fit into your ass, yes. 
there is a volume of toys you can steal from Target. There is a precedent here, and I know you all hate precedents. There's a precedent here with the first movie that came out. The first movie made an assload of money and sold an assload of toys. I mean, as much as I hated the movie toys, they sold a lot of movie toys, and that that Christmas was just made for movie Transformer toys, and then those kind of trickled away, and they they brought out the Transformers animated toys. Now, that was all well and good up until the next movie came out, in which case they said, okay, we're, we're having trouble selling some of these shelf warmers to begin with. Let's, uh, let's get rid of this whole line and you know, introduce the, the Transformer toys for the second movie. Yeah, well, what, what was really shelf warming and what I really saw in like, e- even like bargain stores, not really bargain stores, but like weird places, I would find oil slicks in like Walgreens and stuff like that. I was like, really? Wow. Why do they still have animated oil slick? Exactly. Yeah. Why is he still here? Well, because he wasn't in the show. But if you if you try to find like a Skywarp, good luck. You try to yeah. find a Rekgar, good luck. Um, You know, I mean, well, even toward the end there. Like there was a whole snafu at Target where they sold off those gift packs for five bucks each. I must have bought like four of each because they were supposed to be like 24, 25 bucks. And for some reason, one weekend, they were all on sale for five. And, and, and I don't know. It just seemed like the, the writing was on the wall uh, that this particular line wasn't selling as well. Definitely not as well as the movie toys. And once the new movie came out, that was it. No more series, no more toys. And you couldn't find the ones that you wanted. And I mean, like, I had a heck of a time finding a Rekgar. I had a heck of a time finding a Skywarp. I had to, I had to go online to find a Skywarp. I think I got mine from Entertainment Earth. Um, you know, and the movie toys again, metric ass load. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I from from a toy selling point of view, which again is the name of the game here. They're not selling DVDs; they're selling toys. It it may it would have, I hate to say it, it would have made sense at the time to cancel the series. Eh, still, what else do you have for part two for Endgame? Who me? Yes, you. I got plenty. Um, in the beginning. You know, we ended up with the 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 lengthy uh, extended transformation scene for Bulkhead and Bumblebee. And oh, you know, I already know like, how to transform those toys. God damn it! You know, I haven't seen the well. I don't want to say these particular transformation scenes because it's like maybe they did show them way back in season one. They did. Yeah, and it's like, well, why are we seeing them again here? I mean, is is there not enough stuff going on that we need two minutes of transformation? They probably wanted to remind people how to transform the toys. I'm not even sure if those toys were still for sale. I mean, honestly, so. at that point, I think you could only find, like, uh, uh, the, the white bumblebee activator. If you were lucky, maybe one of those leader class uh, bulkheads sitting around with the headmaster unit in the box. Yeah. But no, it's like, wow, we haven't seen these in a long time. And and like you said, at the end, they, they didn't even have any uh, transitions between the end between, battle and Cybertron, yeah. and there's no bootlicking going on for uh, Sentinel Prime. No, uh, there uh, wouldn't uh, be any bootlicking going on for him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would have been nice. I, if they could have gotten rid of these, you know, maybe two, possibly three minutes of transformation scenes that we've already seen three seasons ago, 
Maybe they could I mean, have included that how stuff. How hard is it to put in a fade out to fade in, like fade out to black, fade into black? I mean, they do that all the time. I mean, again, they ran out of time. The editing they room, they just didn't have time for it because we have two minutes of transformation in the beginning. It, or at it, least that's it, my explanation. Two seconds to put a fade out, fade in. I mean, that you know. I mean, on this was a try. true hard transition. It, it it was like, it was like you know, Grandis stomped on the floor in the club and and the record started skipping or something. I mean, that's what it felt like to me. It felt like a record skip. And I was like, really? That, uh. Yeah, Megatron's WMDs destroyed the transitions. Yeah. Get away from my weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> uh, what kills me is is the last episode you got Ratchet the whole time telling Prime you're going to have to use the hammer. And he's like, I'm not going to use the hammer. Come on, use the hammer. He's like, I'm not going to use the hammer. So finally he picks up the hammer. And his first shot misses. How does that even work? And then he's arguing with a hammer like it's a hammer. <laughs> he's talking to it. I know. Rest he's like, hammer. open, damn it, open. No. <laughs> he, you know, he's like, look, I know you don't think I'm a hero, but come on, you know, work with me here. And it's like, Dumbass, point it straight, you know? <laughs> you know? Hammers don't kill people. People who hold hammers kill people. It just didn't make any sense to me. But then, you know, he pulls off this epic move. He's, he uh, he turns into Thor. Yeah. And he spins into a... I don't know. What would, what, what, what is, what is Thor's tornado called? A, a tornado? I hereby dub it Thornado. Yeah, I... Oh, God. <laughs> Great. You're going to Transformers vocabulary to Marvel Universe <laughs> comics vocabulary. Lovely. Thornado. So Prime pulls a Thornado and manages to take out all three Omega – well, take out one Omega Lugnut and, and disable the other two so that they can't fly. Yeah. And that – you know, that's kind of cool. Take that. Sure. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking over here at my uh, – Energon line, uh, Omega Sentinel. And, you know, it's like, how hard would it have been to have an Omega Supreme? I mean, I got this thing. (laughs) It's like, uh, admittedly, this is kind of a cool toy, but, you know, I got this thing. Why couldn't I have a... Yeah, anyway. Because Um, you can't. Probably for the same reason I don't have an animated Blackout or an animated Wingblade Prime or... Yes, exactly. Anyway, moving right along. uh, This is the time for closure. It's not the time to open up new plot lines. You know, sorry communes with a protoform. Commune. She's touching it. It's glowing. She's communing with it. Yes. Uh, but we don't know what she finds out. Exactly. She's like, I suddenly know why I'm here. And why? Tell us. <laughs> you know, why? Enlighten us, you dumbass. I know. I want to get Marty Eisenberg on the phone and go, Marty, what, what, what the hell? Seriously, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what were you thinking? Tell us what, tell us what was going to happen. Well, what happened here was we were a little drunk that night. And... Exactly. Well, I mean, I understand that maybe they didn't absolutely know that they were going to get canceled. They had a pretty good idea. I even brought it up to Marty uh, when I met him at that BotCon. I said, you know, the new movie's coming up. Do you think you're going to see a season four? And he said, well, I hope so. Yeah. It's like, 
all right, seriously, you know, let's let's be objective about this, you know. I mean, I didn't push him on it. It was just like, yeah, well, hey, good luck, dude, you know, and off I go. Yeah. But still, it was like, ah, oh, that's not very satisfactory. I mean, I'm, I'm really going to hate it if you guys get canceled. And, and they did. Uh, but I don't know. It, it, it seems unfair, again, to use that time to open up a new plot line when, number one, you know, we're not seeing any Dinobots in this episode. Uh, to say, goodbye, Dinobots, you know. We're not seeing, you know, what happened to other characters. We're not seeing Prime become Magnus. Uh, with his giant bling around his neck. There's yeah. other things that we could have focused on rather than... Rather than two and a half minutes worth of transformation crap. Well, and new plot lines. Yeah. I mean, granted, they they kept this to a minimum, and it was nice to have Sari, I don't know, become enlightened. I'm not sure exactly. I mean, maybe if yeah. you changed the line, if she had said something like, hey... I honestly don't know what she could have said other than nothing. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what could she have said that not would have made us cry and roll around on the floor and go, "What do you mean?" You know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of crying, who else cried when when uh, Prowl sacrificed himself? Not me. I was tearing up. I was glad he died. No, I. Uh, I'm no. joking. I I'm like joking. him. I like Prowl, and he's like, you know what? I gotta save. I gotta save the world, man. And there's only one thing I can do. And Jazz is like, we can find another way. And he's like, the the only thing I have to say is, whatever Prowl can do, Jazz can do better. Uh, you know, would you have rather seen Jazz die? <laughs> if Jazz no, had but, said, hey, you know, let me put well, up we, there. We kind of got that in the first movie. I mean, Megatron ripped the sh- shit in half. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Prowl is okay in this series. He's he's not obviously. You know, this series has to differentiate itself, but it also wants to homage stuff here and there. But I don't know. Yeah. I I, I just don't like. Okay, here's like worst, like the worst of the worst to like. Not so bad. Bumblebee and Bulkhead are the worst of the worst of the Autobots. Well, okay. Well, is is like like six notches above them. Let's explore that then. You know, you've got you've got Prowl and Jazz saying someone's going to have to sacrifice themselves to give up their spark in order to save the world. You know, who's it going to be? You know, and they all look over at Bumblebee, and Bumblebee says, "Why are you all looking at me?" <laughs> Why is everybody always looking at me? <laughs> but but I will give Bumblebee some credit in this in in this two parter because he was smart. He wasn't clumsy. That's he right. Didn't do anything stupid? Well, besides you know getting the transmitter stepped on, but right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. or or you know falling d- debris dropped on it. He fixed uh, it, right? Not really. No, the idea well, there was to put uh, a bugging device there so they could hear what was going on, and he yeah. did. He turned on her RC's transmitter, and that was the same thing. Yeah. In fact, that might have even been better, because That's it's possible true. that that huge box that he that got squished, you know, could have been found out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I think I think he again come a long way. One more season, maybe he could have been a league guard material. He he had his one shining moment in this episode where he wasn't a dumbass. 
Um, <laughs> Shockwave and his viciousness. I mean, after she tells him the code can be retrieved, he just yanks the wires right out of her head. At least she didn't die. I mean, I think oh. that bringing her back, I mean, again, sorry, just kind of communes with her, for a, her, her corpse, right, for a second, and says, oh, yeah, all you got to do is X, Y, and Z, and boom, she's back. Yeah. It's like, how long has she been dead? How long has, how much? She didn't even Ratchet, go gray. Ra- well, I don't want to say, let's say brain dead. How long has she been a vegetable? Ratchet yeah. has spent the last nine million years being a grumpy old man because his entire life had changed drastically the day he had to kill her. Yeah. And now, oh, she's back. And all I had to do was point at her. And <laughs> that's, that's, you know, as much as I've said throughout this entire podcast so far, and, you know, this will probably be the last time I say it because the last five episodes are more of the merchandising and all that stuff of, of the brand, but... This is Ratchet's story, but that guy never fucking ages. Even when he was a Cybertronian, uh, you know... I think he was skinnier. He didn't have the pot belly. He was skinnier, and he he had a big giant X on... I mean, talk about a a moving friggin' target. A giant X on his fucking chest. You know, (laughs) but the old bot never really aged in this series. I mean, he, he went from being old to being older. Kinda. You know, let's put it this way. There's a lot of killing in this episode. Starscream dies, Prowl dies. It would have been very easy for Shockwave to reach out, tear that harness off her head, and for her to drop down and turn gray. True. That in that number one, Shockwave's badass and vicious. Number yeah. two, RC is dead, and Ratchet, although he would be crushed, it wouldn't belittle his his uh you know his whole life's journey. No, it he is the way that's... he is because he had to kill our well not kill her but fry her brain all those years yeah. ago. Yeah, but but my point here is the guy like all right, I can believe that Optimus because he he does have a well everyone has a Cybertronian form everyone has an Earth mode. Right. But Optimus in his flashback, I can believe that Optimus is younger. I can believe he looks and acts younger at that time. Even in the flashback when they went to that that planet, I believe that Optimus is younger. With Ratchet, they only gave him a different paint job and a, and a, and a, and a different oh, album. His face is smooth. It's not all bumpy and stubbly. His, his crest is still there. He's not as pot-bellied. You know, he moves a little bit. More, you know, he's 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 younger. It's obvious. Well, he's younger, but he's still old. He's he's let's say middle aged, not a crotchety old guy. I'd say when he's on Cybertron in those flashbacks, he's probably forty five. When he's on Earth, he's like sixty five. That's old. Right, I'll buy that. Sure, okay, yeah, (laughs) I'll I'll take that. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) But I mean, you know. Pushing forty myself, I'm not. I'm not ready to. You know, sorry. <laughs> I'm not ready to say forty five is ancient. Oh my god, put that guy out to pasture. <laughs> you were out to pasture a long time ago. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Starscream pulls the old bomb and the clone trick again. Yeah, it didn't work the first time. What made you think it's gonna work now? It didn't work the first time. And then and then Megatron. This is the only stupid thing I've ever seen Megatron do in the series. Mm. He goes to cut it and it electrocutes him. 
Seriously? You wouldn't think Starscream would have some sort of plan in place for that? <laughs> Starscream is re- reacting from the grave. Well, I shouldn't say from the grave. He hasn't died yet. He doesn't know that he's going to die yet, but he's... Yeah, anyway. Uh, and the Cyber Ninja Jam. He's like, you know, when they get together to do the to do the 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 summoning of the All Spark shards, you know, it, it reminded me a lot of like the ending of every Final Fantasy game I've ever played. God. Well, <laughs> if you look at the end of like let's say Final Fantasy VII, because that's my favorite of the series, and it's you know it's very Gaia-ish. You know, you've got you've got all of the all of the mana on the planet suddenly uprooting and flying toward this one central location. And that looks a lot cooler than what we got here. I mean, it was kind of yeah. neat to see it coming out of the water, coming out of the, 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 the mountain, and coming out of, you know, wherever, and all converging you know, and, and forming in, into a new AllSpark. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, well, you know, it could have been neater. It could have been very Gaia-ish. You know, when I, I'm surprised this didn't happen. I know Ratchet's off doing his own thing and, and everybody else is on Earth fighting with the Supremes. But <laughs> I'm, I kind of wish I knew a Supreme song to toss in there, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I almost wish that they would have made the reference of, you know, you just stop, you get weak, you have to sit down for a moment. What is it? What happened? It's like a million voices cried out and then were silenced. See now, I pull out a Star Wars reference and oh, thank God! Okay, like, you got the reference. I was yeah. going to say, what the fuck? If you don't get that reference, you pull out a Star Wars reference and it's like, oh, you know, I pull out a Star, a good Star Wars reference, and it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> STFU, you know, <laughs> it's just like, all right, fine, thanks, bitches. I hate you all. What else for Endgame? Is that it for Endgame, or do you got something else? Stuff? No, pretty much. I mean, I, I just want to reiterate, you know, I love the ending. Uh, I, I may complain a little bit about, oh, they're 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 still tr- hoping and trying for a season four, and they're they're pushing these little nuggets out there to to you know create new plot lines, but. Even so, the ending here was epic. It oh, was yeah. it was just awesome. There's there's no, there's, I don't know if there's a way they could have done this any better. And what made it even better was the music under it. Uh, Heroes Welcome by Sebastian Evans II. Mm. That was some epic music. <laughs> See now, every time I, I I think of this, all I can think of is like, and I hate to say this, but the. Uh, uh, I want to say the Star Wars music at the at the end of the re remastered. Um, oh Lord, are you talking about when the are you talking about in A New Hope or are you talking about in Jedi? No, I'm I'm thinking of uh, at the end of a uh, Jedi. Yeah. Oh God, with the city. No, this yeah, is that, that as music. much as I love John Williams and the Star Wars scores. This was more epic than <laughs> than them showing the cities. I honestly okay. can't. Re- I can't remember what this music sounded like, though. I'll I'll play it for you during the break. Okay. I'm sure it was awesome because I mean, it, the music is an integral part to every moving scene, and this was moving. It was like, wow, this is pretty amazing. I think I, again, I know they were short on time, short on resources, 
it would have been nice to have made a little more room for, you know, let's say Prowl's body. You know, right. they, they they show them carrying it down the ramp, but, you know, Dinobot got a memorial. You know, I want a memorial for Prowl. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what was in those other pods. Are they... The, the protoforms, the ones that weren't destroyed. Well, I know. I thought they were the protoforms that were destroyed. No, 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 you know, no. They just no, left them in no, a pile because, there. Sorry, no, because not all of them were, like... No, 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 because Megatron inserted three protoforms into the... In, into the uh, Lug Supreme clones. Right. He had a whole bunch of other ones. He's like, ooh, I have plans for these protoforms. Kind of like Beast Machine's Megatron <laughs> plans for the Sparks. But he's only got three. Uh, no, he doesn't just have... Th- no, there was more than three protoforms there. Were there? I thought there was like three just kind of like no, there was, haphazardly least, thrown off to the there, side. There had to have been at least six because there are three stasis pods just randomly next to Optimus and Lugnut at the end scene. But no, those were the protoforms because when Sari was in there after they vacated that, that part of Megatron's base or whatever else, after they went off to Earth, yeah. Sari was in there and she communed with right. the okay. protoforms. So okay, I'll buy that. All right. yeah, there's at that least makes one. I mean, there, there has to be at least one protoform there. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, um, that makes sense. I just thought they have one coffin. We'll put it that way. And it made me think the other the other ones lying there were dead bodies too, and they're just kind of haphazardly tossed on the ground. That's funny. But no, I, I think no, I still think it would have been nice to have a little more closure here. Um, I don't know. I mean, I thought that with the uh, the comic series that was released, and I know it ended after like four issues or something, but yeah, that would have been nice maybe to to show us what happened. Um, I, I haven't personally read the Stunicon job. Oh, uh, you have to read it. It's awesome. I'm, I mean, I'm told. It, it, yeah. it mainly focuses, obviously, on the Stunticon since that's, and it's mainly Sideswipe's story. Yeah. But yeah. just, you know, seeing those beginning images of, you know, they start with the end shot of what we get here of, you know, Optimus and all them standing around. And then it goes to Optimus and Sentinel, and it, yeah, you got to read that comic. Oh, see now, now if it goes to Optimus and Sentinel, is Sentinel so Magnus? Yes. So they're showing the closure here that I'm, that I'm hoping for, and yet I haven't actually read it. That kind of blows. I need to get a copy of this. So anyway, <laughs> which makes me much less informed. Yes, and you can't just read Wiki to get the info either. Yeah, because I tend to do that. Yes, yes, you do. Wiki is your friend. Sometimes, unless it's false information. All right, so that's that's pretty much it for Endgame. I, you know, as we've said, it's a, an awesome ending. We wish there was more. Sadly, there isn't in animation. There is in comics a little bit. Um, we're going to go to some ads. Uh, then we're going to head to Cybertron to hear Kevin's final thoughts. And we'll come back to close the show. Prime, we did it! The shield worked! The Starscream Supremes are history, and everybody's okay! Not everybody. Prowl! He gave up his spot to save us. No! You have 
have interfered with me for the last time, Optimus Prime! Podcast. We'll be back after these messages. Here is quote number one. Well, it's, it's organic. Here's quote number two. We've never seen a human before. Ooh, step on it. It's organic. And quote number three. Uh, right, sure. Robot dame in a room. Explains everything. I'm Sentinel Prime. And I approve of this message. You can now hear the KidCast Radio Network while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is a free use and talk mobile app available for your smartphone. And when you download Stitcher to hear KidCast Radio, you'll have a chance to win money. Downloading is quick and easy. Just find Stitcher in the App Store. During registration, hit the promo code box and enter Geekcast Radio, all one word, to get automatically entered to win $100. The latest episodes of the shows will be waiting for you and your favorites. You'll get access to lots of other amazing shows, too. Always available to you on demand. No syncing. It's Stitcher Smart Radio. Don't forget to enter promo code Geekcast Radio when you register. No, there will be no Operation Interference. I am TFG1 Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. 24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. I also have a few supplemental episodes and an interview with Stan Bush. I bring in guest hosts who will be full-time co-hosts in Steve Megatron and fan of the show, now co-host, Pecan Court Michael. So check out the TFG1 podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transform and roll out! The Beast Unleashed podcast is over, not gone. You can hear more of this great podcast discussing all the episodes of Beast Wars and Beast Machines on GeekCastRadio.com. We include voice actor and writer interviews with stellar hosting by Steve, Mike, and Michael. Head on over to iTunes or the net or else I will send you my vehicles to extract your spark and destroy you. 
Bush here, and I dare you to check out Radio Free Cybertron. This is Brian Kilby, host of Radio Free Cybertron, the original Transformers internet radio show, and one of the world's first podcasts. First online in 1999. Yes, 1999. We've been doing this for a while. We are also the official podcast of tformers.com and quite frankly we're pretty awesome. So check us out tfradio.net. New Transformers animated. Can anyone stop the sinister Starscream? Luckily, the city has new protectors, Optimus Prime and the Autobots. They're teaming up to take down the Decepticons and save the city. Transformers Animated. Each so separately, actual change time will vary. Hey guys, it's Optimus Solo, your Cybertronian correspondent, reporting in one last time from Cybertron with my thoughts on the final three episodes of Transformers Animated. Before I get to that... Uh, just wanted to clear up another couple things from last episode. First of all, I don't know why you guys thought I was bashing Predacons Rising. I gave the episode a 7 slash 6 out of 10. I enjoyed the episode. It was a solid episode. I just had a few minor problems. So I was not bashing that episode at all. You guys might want to re-listen to my clip. Um, and the other thing, uh, <laughs> just because something has a precedence or has been done before or has something connected to it in G1 doesn't mean I should say, oh, well, then it's all right in Transformers Animated. Just because something is paying homage or because there is a precedent set for it doesn't make it okay. It's not okay if you do it terribly. Um, yes, there was headmasters and, you know, that type of stuff in um, G1, so there was sort of human-slash-Transformers in G1. That was nothing even similarly remotely close to what happened in the episode I refused to talk about. Um, so not only is it comparing apples and oranges, it's comparing rotten apples to oranges. So you guys are just way off on, or at least Michael Wilson's off on this whole, just because it has a precedence or because it's happened before in Transformers mythos or, or lore makes it okay to bastardize it in a current, uh, incarnation. Uh, we can talk about that in episode 16, I guess, but getting on to episode 40, which is the 11th one of season 3. This is why I hate machines written by Rob Hoagie. I have no idea if that's how you actually say his last name, but that's how I'm going to say it. Um, the only the major nitpick I have for this episode and it's a, it's a my it's a major nitpick for amongst the episode. It's not something I was real stuck on, but there really is no introduction to this episode. It just kind of starts and you really are kind of like what the heck is going on? There was no like you know, getting you into the story or into the action. It was just starting and you're kind of confused. Most people probably were at the beginning of it. It's kind of like, what the heck is going on right here? Um, so it, this episode did lack an introduction, but that is the, the, about one of the only things wrong with this episode. It's cool seeing the political side of Cybertron. Um, that tracks cameo was maybe my favorite cameo of the entire series. That was awesome. He looked cool. He had a great, uh, homage voice there. That was cool. Um, Starscream scenes have been awesome for the entire third season. Starscream has been stealing scenes over and over again, and it's really cool. Um, the council was cool to see in the actual environment that they were in, you know, up close and in person in this episode. Um, 
another little tiny, tiny thing. There was no need to show actual snot coming out of Falzone's nose, and there was no reason for it to be a hanging wad of spit at that one point that could have had some other way of illustrating that point that was disgusting. And why are Falzone's eyes always shut? Um, but anyways, Shockwave's one of his best episodes of all time in this series. I shouldn't say of all time. Of this series, this is one of his best moments. He was badass. Um, kind of cool to see Fortress Maximus partially transform. I'm still sad that we never got to see Metroplex do that. Uh, that inform bot thing, who or what was that? Um, this episode is just another example of why Jazz is a kick-ass character. RC was cool. Um, I never thought a Ratchet Shockwave showdown would be cool, but they pulled it off in this episode. They actually pulled off making a Ratchet Shockwave showdown badass. Um, and it was cool to see the final, finally get the color change for Shockwave. This was a pretty solid episode all the way around. Um, I'm actually going to give this one an 8 out of 10, guys. So remember, that's an 8 out of 10. I was not bashing that episode. Okay. Um, moving into the final two-parter. It's called Endgame, Part 1 and Part 2, written by Rich Fogel, the first one, and Marsha Griffin, the second one. These are episodes 41 and 42 total, 12 and 13 out of Season 3. I'll break it down into parts here. For Part 1, um, isn't it so refreshing that we actually are getting episodes now that are tied to previous episodes? Wow, that's so cool. Not just those one-off throwaway season one episodes. Um, Starscream, he just keeps turning into my favorite character. Now, he is not my favorite character, but he just keeps getting closer and closer to that. Or should I say his head is getting closer and closer to that. Um, there was a cool flashback with the Primes and Ultra Magnus and the Punishment being doled out, you know, tying that loose end up. That was pretty cool. Um, please don't taint Jazz with this Cyber Ninja bullshit. And then the only other note I have for part one is poor Starscream getting owned by Megatron yet again. That's kind of funny, though. Um, part two, uh, we started off with a, well, at least the last gay transformation sequence. Oops, I'm not supposed to say that word. But uh, the last horrible transformation sequence we ever have to see for Transformers Animated. So I'm glad that's over. Um I was confused. They said, get everybody to Sumdak Tower. That's the safest place in the city. When that was one of the main targets. That seemed a little bit odd. I loved uh, the WMD reference. That was kind of cool to put in there. Um, I had a slight wish that they would have been incorporating a few more of the other bots we've seen over the course of the three seasons to kind of wrap up loose ends and to kind of, this is an all-out battle-type thing, sort of, so it would have been cool to see something, I don't know, maybe some of the Dinobots or or some way to throw some of the other people in, uh, Swindle, I don't know, it would have just been kind of cool. Um, this was a solid two-part episode. It was looking like it was going to be a great finish to a mediocre uh, series and a, a decent season. Um until the end. What a cheap-ass way to solve the major problem of the episode. The major problem being that the clones of Omega Supreme are going to blow up and they need a shield. And this is how they're going to solve it. They couldn't come up with a realistic way to do it, so they said, let's fall back on that other storyline. The Cyber Ninjas will meditate, gather the AllSpark from all corners of the Earth through meditation. Give me a freaking break. No one could come up with a better realistic solution, so they had to settle on that shit. It was an easy way out. It was a humongous tarnish on an otherwise super solid series finale. We'll get more into that later, I'm sure. Uh, Calling him Starscream Supreme was funny, and I guess my last note for Endgame, thank God 
that poor excuse for a prowl is dead. Overall, though, even without the ending there, even with the ending, even with that shitty-ass ending to that problem, I'll still give the two-parter a 7 out of 10. This almost would have been 8 or 9 material. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. And uh, this is Optimus Solo, and I survived watching three seasons of Transformers Animated. Autobots scum! Bloody blah blah blah. Whew, that sounds crazy! Even to me! Now back to Transformation Animation Podcast. Alright, that's it. Uh, so Kevin made it through. He didn't die on us. He's told me off air that he wants to go back, and I'm sure he'll mention this next week in episode 16, but he wants to go back and watch all of Armada, Energon, and Cybertron to see if it's as bad as we're, we keep telling him oh. it is versus this series. Why would he do that? I know, really. <laughs> no, I mean, this series, I can understand, given his point of view, how he could maybe not enjoy this series as much as like I did. But even I look at Energon and just want to weep openly. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's so bad. I honestly, I, I don't think he would be able to get through the first maybe two episodes of Energon. I mean, I enjoyed Armada a little bit. Cybertron, I, I, I enjoyed more because just the direction they took, they included the beasts, they included... Uh, Cybertronian modes, and they included Earth modes, and they, they made it plausible. It was almost as if they tried to take the whole Transformers mythos and bring it all together. Uh, and there were some decent characters in there, and I thought, wow, well, maybe it's gonna, maybe we're on the right track. Maybe we're going to get something better. And then Energon came along and just ruined it. It was so horrible. It was it just was really, like epic really fail. So epic fail. I, I don't know. I mean, and nowadays, without a toy line to support it, it would it would be really hard to sit through. Yep. Yeah, especially oh god, especially mini cons. Don't don't even go there. Don't I, even get me. It's like, like yeah, you don't like Ewoks. Yeah, Ewoks are are the the Star Wars equivalent to mini cons and Transformers. And I know technically mini cons started in G one with Laserbeak and Rumble and Frenzy. Those I are not mini cons. It's not I, a mini con. I, okay, I I know they're uh, not, but but everybody calls them. Minicons, I call them the G1 cassette formers. Uh, I'll buy that. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's what I call all those guys from G1. But these minicons and these three cartoons, these things fucking suck. Uh, As far as this is why I hate machines, I originally, uh, to respond to Kevin, I was like, inform bot, what the hell? And then I realized, oh, yeah, rat trap, rattle trap. Um, The inform bot. (laughs) Yeah. Informant bot. Yeah. and then, and then Kevin made the point of what, why do you need the snot? And I kind of already said it. I mean, the robots are fearful of the organics. Yeah. So it you gotta have, have the giant dangling loogie to uh, to make him dangerous. Otherwise, it's just gonna step on him. Yeah. Uh, any response to Kevin for this is why I hate machines, Steve? I 100% agree with him. You've agreed with him the entire podcast, pretty much. <laughs> it's like a sheep just a sheep going along with whatever Kevin says uh, Kevin might actually like that actually <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, God I know I'm going to get it next week for that comment <laughs> he likes sheep oh oh alright you Knock know I off. 
It is so bad. It's so bad. Stop it. Oh dear. Oh god. Yeah, I, I. Uh, maybe it's a little bit early. Maybe I should wait until la- later on in the uh, in the comments here. But well, this is why I hate machines. Yeah, no, I, I I wanted to go on record to say that you know I I sometimes give Kevin a hard time just because I'm contrary like that. Uh, I agree with an awful lot of what he says, and and I I really like hearing what he has to say because again this this is a a viewpoint that we don't have we. We've seen all this before. We in, you know, we we've have formed opinions on this ahead of time, and we're rewatching it all over again. Right. But you know, we we already know what to expect, and Kevin doesn't know what to expect. He's taking this from a completely different context. And I and it, I think it added something to the podcast this time around. I mean, no, granted, I it would have been it, it might have been a little bit better if all four of us could have done it every week, but you know that just wasn't plausible and you know Kevin could you know watch the episodes on his own he could record his clip on his own and just kind of and I and I, I like the the way that we went ahead and made it his like Cybertronian correspondence segment you know live from Cybertron right. to, I, I like that angle of it and I'm glad I came up with the idea but uh... <laughs> just, like, don't take break up. your don't break your arm patting yourself on the back he, he just likes to take credit for shit <laughs> but no, but again, you know, I'm I'm very happy that that you know Kevin was able to do it in this and do it in the way he did. Yeah. And you know, I I sometimes give him shit and say, oh, you know, you just hate things that are awesome. But <laughs> you know, because that's just me being being silly, you know. But yeah. this, I you know, you got to respect the guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, except when he's talking about hey dude. But anyway. <laughs> On to uh, oh, shut onto... your pie hole. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Steve's a hey dude fan too. Lovely jackass. <laughs> Moving on to Endgame. Um, I only really have two notes for this uh, to respond to Kevin. He likes the Starscream head. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone likes a little head. Wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> like that doesn't happen every episode now. I know. Right, let's get it, let's get it out of our system. He's ahead of his time. He should have stopped while he was ahead. Everyone likes a little head. Okay, woo-hoo, we got through it. Yeah. He's more head. <laughs> he needs more. Head. He needs bigger head. He needs. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I, then, I I like Starscream. Period. Yeah. You know whether and... he's ahead or a whole body or, you know, I mean he's been ahead before. He got headmastered. So yes. Um. And then he's like, well, I I survived. I don't know how, but I survived. And he acts like this is the worst thing in Transformers history. You know what? I'm I'm I want him to sit through one episode of Energon and then come back and talk to us. <laughs> this is a live Cybertronian correspondent and I've been killed watching some Energon. You know, I mean Quite honestly, he, he won't watch, survive uh, that. I'd rather watch uh Energon <laughs> over Armada or, or Cybertron. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I don't see that. See, I enjoyed Cybertron. I really did. I think uh, there were there were aspects out. of Cybertron that I didn't like, but again, you've got uh, you know you've got the the beast vehicle. You get beast mode, Cybertronian mode for the Speed Planet. You've got Earth modes for Earth. It's I don't know. I mean, it, it's 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 hard to explain. Uh, 
I, I, I liked the toys. I liked the show, again, supporting the toys. Uh, like Giant Planet. We got a Metroplex because there's a Giant Planet. I mean, they really tried to tie everything in, in there. But Energon just didn't bring anything to the table. I mean, Armada introduced Minicons, and I had kind of a Minicon fixation there for a while. I just loved them. I wanted to buy them all. I, I wanted to buy all the Japanese-only colors they had because they had their own color repaints that they didn't have in the U.S., and I wanted to buy all those. And, you know, <laughs> it it... it <laughs> sad it really is as hard as it was to sit through not like a cartoon i mean you know that's perfectly fine i mean if we didn't have cyber the cybertronian toy line the cybertron toy line we wouldn't have a lot of the botcon toys that we've gotten over the years you know i mean because different botcon toys have been remolded from from cybertron toys (laughs) cyber key power yeah uh don't (laughs) don't even go there but i mean you know i I will say that you can like the the Cybertron toy line without liking the completely shitty cartoon that there was. Yeah, well, no, you know, again, the Cybertron cartoon wasn't that awful. The Energon cartoon was awful. I'll give <laughs> you no, that. seriously. Let, let me let me re, let me review every Energon cartoon ever. It's it's Prime getting his ass handed to him by Megatron. Prime combining with something in order to defeat Megatron. Megatron combining with something to defeat Prime again. Yeah. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. I mean, granted, I think I think the only good part about John was uh, they introduced a new Shockwave toy. That Wasn't that like Shock Shockwave. Blast? Yeah, it was Shock Blast, yeah, or Laser Blast in Japan. But or was it Laser Wave in Japan? I forget. But what it come down to is it looked a lot like Shockwave, and it was the first time they'd done that. Yeah. But no, and honestly, I you know, it's you would think, wow, they got a shockwave toy. That's amazing. He must be really epic on the cartoon. It was awful. The cartoon almost <laughs> ruined Shockwave for me. <laughs> it was just so bad. And then, well, I think they killed Shockwave because he was so stupid. But we brought back Quickstrike, or I'm sorry, his uh, twin brother, who's Shockwave's twin brother, who is red and yellow or something. Wow. And he had the quick strike accent. It was so bad. It was just so awful. It made me, yeah, it made me want to weep openly. Honestly, <laughs> I couldn't watch it. I tried. I really did try. Couldn't do it. And honestly, there, there's a. Uh, I want to say, you know, I was still a completionist, uh, collector at that point, and there's still Energon toys that I don't have because I just couldn't bring myself to collect that line. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, those toy lines were just freaking bricks anyway. Till <laughs> Cybertron. No, uh, yeah, again, I, well, I don't know. You know, I, I have to go back and look at the line here because I think I'm looking at the Cybertron toys. Oh, no, these are the Energon toys. Okay, yeah, Energon did blow. Well, you know. Thank you for joining us here on the trans. They got a wheeljack toy. I think they ended up downshift, though. But he looked really nice, and, yeah. and he combined with other toys of the same size class. So, you know, but this is a toy line that brought us Fatimus Prime. Or Sputimus Prime. <laughs> Sputimus or, Prime. Or, oh, dear. Or Optimash Prime kills Tony Starch or whatever. Oh, no, that was the movie. I know. Yeah. I know. Anyway, yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm going to get off my soapbox here. I'm getting way off topic. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, you are. Thank you for joining us here on Transformation Animation Podcast. Stop interrupting me.
Or, there are several ways to get in contact with us to leave feedback for Interrupting the show. Interrupting Moo. <laughs> Visit the website, www.geekcastradio.com. You can comment on each and every episode post. Be sure to stream all of our podcasts on Stitcher Smart Radio. Go to stitcher.com. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. So far, Tap only has two reviews. So... Uh, follow us on Twitter. The stream there is TFA Podcast. Mine is TFG and Mike. Steve, what is your Twitter? SCP21. And Michael? Pecan CT Michael. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast radio network. Uh, we are now up to, I think, 293 fans. Thank you to all of you except one that I actually had to ban off the fan page. More really? Yeah, more on that later. Dude. Call. I never ban anybody. I haven't the entire time I've had the page running until this one. Person. How bad anyway. do you gotta be to get banned? Jeez, oh, uh, pretty fucking bad. Had to offend a nitro streak or something. No, it offended me, and I'm not easily <laughs> offended. I, I play I, more I, sucks I, nitro streak. <laughs> banned. <laughs> <laughs> Call the voicemail line. Tell us to show you the message for and your name. Five zero two five two six five eight two one. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Transformation Animation Podcast, and we wish you'll join us next time when the Cybertronian correspondent will be back on Earth and joining us for the season three recap. Woo-hoo. For now, I am TFG and Mike with Michael Wilson and Steve Megatron Phillips. We'll tap you again next week. I have plans for these protoforms. Much bigger plans. Naturally, you'd want to clone yourself, oh great one. Bigger. Not that idiot Lugnut. Bigger. Oh, I see. Transform and roll out.